four-fingered friend who I don't really have a beat on how you're feeling this week. Um, I know there's there's some up and downs, so I, I I don't know I don't know which direction we're going with this right now. Um, I I I still have yet to kind of feel out how you're feeling, but with me as always is Ryan. What's going on, guys? No, it it it's been weird. Um, big loss on Sunday. Uh, I can't say anything else other than I'm proud of the team that started out the season uh, three and four to make it that far on your third quarterback. A, um, I can't. The guy's twenty three. That that's a man that played on Sunday. Um, to come in, take over the reins, play better than the guy you were backing up who's been to the Super Bowl. I mean, he has, over the last 13 games, he has uh, 14 touchdowns, two interceptions, 115.7 passer rating, or QBR, passer rating of, uh, I think it was 92. Um, Absolutely incredible. First drive, he tears. He Two pass attempts, first and third down tears his UCL. That's Tommy John. In baseball, that's a one-year recovery time. Your backup then goes down with a concussion. You come back out and you complete two more passes. For a perfect passer rating on the game, it was only four passes, which isn't much. But when you can't feel your fingertips, you can't feel your fingers, you can't feel your hand, elbow down, you can't feel your throwing arm. You complete two passes for almost 100 yards. He was like 96 yards passing that game. Was he really? Yeah. So I know I know his last two attempts were, I mean, they were. 15 min- and, or I think one was seven. And I think he only had like 15 total. Yeah. And, and air yards was like nil. But. They were to the sidelines. That You uh, yeah, still got to get was, the ball there. It, it, it was short. It was quick. It was to the outside. Which, I mean, if you can't feel anything lower than your elbow, good good on you for getting it there. You know, it, it sucked having to watch that game with Brock Purdy being reduced to nothing more than a glorified ball hander roffer. I'm sure there's a better phrase for that, but that's what he was. I mean, there, there was no threat at the pass. I and mean, it's funny because everybody was calling for the emergency quarterback, which was Kyle Juszczyk your emergency quarterback is going to hand the ball off. Yeah. I, you might as well use Juice as a lead blocker and hope. I, obviously, your team isn't at that point one-dimensional. There's no dimension to it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you're, running, you're running the football. You have to run the football. Your quarterback's not involved in the play. Your quarterback can't run the ball. I mean, you. it is we're going to hand the ball off, and you have to stop it. Unfortunately, that's a defense that when when you have no threat of the pass, yeah, when they can just pin their ears back and attack whichever hole it looks like the running back's going to, and if he doesn't go there, guess what? The DBs aren't running with anybody. No, they're... I mean the only down the only downfield attempt they had was Christian McCaffrey throwing the ball. It sucked to watch how that game unfolded because I really thought that was going to be a really really good game. And the Niners' defense, props to them, that first half, un- until 
Uh, I'd even say the first three quarters. See, I, I would say once it got to 21-7, they're right before half. Um, when when the offense gave the ball away. At the 20. My um, God. I'd say when that happened, don't get me wrong, you know, Devin's job is to stop them, but it's hard. You, you just gave up points. You put that offense that's been averaging 35 on the 20. Yeah. It, it's they're hard getting, to stop. They're getting points. You know, and, and you held them to below their average without any offensive help. Yeah. But, like, that's what that was what was big for me. And I've seen a lot of tweets. Um, Fletcher Cox um, tweeted out, man, that paper defense sure looked good this weekend. No, they did. Go back and watch the tape. You had 121 yards passing. What did you do all game? Like, what What did your offense actually accomplish? There were three drives that you went down the field. And, and I feel like, and, and I'm not, obviously the, the, the fourth and five to Devonta should have been called back. That was a drop pass. The ball hit the ground. It is what it is. Can't Pro- dwell on it. Props to those guys for having a signal to be like, hey, that shit ain't right. Get down here. Let's that, snap the ball. That was straight. Kyle Shanahan got out coached in the first quarter by that play alone. Yeah. That that means the Eagles came in so prepared, knowing we're gonna have plays that shouldn't stand. Snap the fucking ball. We have a signal for it. You get up. You don't like it. Get to the sideline. Obviously, in my my head, throw the flag as soon as they start rushing. Throw the flag. You're, you're not gonna use a timeout in the first half, anyways. Mm-hmm. Uh, throw the flag. But but props to Sirianni with, you know, having those guys disciplined enough that whenever, whenever he doesn't come down with that ball cleanly, he knows he doesn't come down with that ball cleanly. Hey, get on the ball, let's go. For hey. your receiver to be able to make the, hey, let's get on the ball and go, you know. That's coaching. That's that, sheer coaching. Yeah. You know, but like I said, can't dwell on it. Next play, walk in touchdown. What are you going to do at the three? Yeah. What are you going to do at the three? Yeah. And I, it, no, the, the Niners' defense was the better defense on the field. Yeah. And I mean, mean, numbers are going to be skewed because you went against hobbled Brock, I mean, you, you, you hobbled Brock Purdy, Josh Johnson, 10 year, 13 team vet. Came in. 13 team with 23 different stints on 13 teams. Yeah. I mean, shocker. He wasn't built to play in the playoffs. He had like four um, delay games in the second quarter alone. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it, it was bad. I mean, it was... Uh, I, I'm saying it right here, right now. I still love my pick. I don't know if it would have been right. Brock Purdy finishes out that game. Healthy. That's a different football game. Absolutely. I That's mean, a I, different football game. I, like I said, for Brock to get hurt as early as he did really sucked the life out of that game because I really thought that was, that game was going to be as good, if not better, than the late game. And for it to for it to fall apart so quickly was was really disappointing. Um, I mean, I mean, hell, the game was over before I got back from Oklahoma. Right. And. And, that, and I was half trash by the time you got to my house. Yeah. 
so that that sucked for me. So my, I mean, hell, when I showed up, you were playing Forza. So it had did, done gone to halftime, but I, I was I I'd given up. Honestly, I I knew you guys were coming over, but it didn't click. I was like, fuck it, I ain't watching the rest of this because I couldn't. Mm-hmm. I for the most part, the rest of the game was on mute, just so I didn't put my brand new cell phone through my TV. I, it was rough. No. I I was waiting on the late game. Um, and but, we'll, we'll get to the late game, but you know, I want to give flowers where flowers are due to Shanahan getting to the NFC Championship game for the third time in four years. I know success once there hasn't been ideal, but you got there on your third string quarterback. I've seen multiple tweets today. They were all coming out today. I think I said it in like week six. Shanahan reminds me a lot of young Andy Reid in his career. Mm -hmm. Which is what terrifies me because if it's the same career path, he's there for another seven years or so before they finally fire him. And he goes on and finally figures it out. But I I can't be more proud of the team and how they played. In the fourth quarter, I went back and rewatched the whole Trent Williams debacle. I don't remember what corner that was that Trent Williams pulled the soul out of. It was a safety. Or safety. But he had a hold of Debo Samuel's face mask and was not letting go of it. I thought it was just, fuck it, you're wearing green, I'm, I'm launching you into next week. No, he had a full hold and was not letting go of Debo's face mask. Obviously, Debo had been chirping. Debo chirps. Yeah, I mean, Debo chirping is not surprising. And the fact that they were probably... Chances are, the Eagles were talking a lot of shit. And it was... What are we supposed to do? We don't have a quarterback. You know? You talk. You want to talk, talk. But you can't claim that you are so much better than us whenever our offense literally doesn't have the most important piece in it. Yeah, it, Trent Williams coming in, I kind of wish he would have launched him a little further, but when he pulled back, you seen his body was still standing there, but it was almost like uh, it was see-through. I'm pretty sure that was his soul, because when he picked himself back up, you could kind of see the delayed reaction of his soul entering his body. Trent Williams, that's not a motherfucker I want to... You said it. I said it. Ndamukong Sue, Trent Williams, after they retire, I want to see that in the octagon. I want pay-per-view, all access. That should be UFC, like, 301. <laughs> I want to see that matchup. Something tells me Jake Paul is going to have something to do with this. Um, yeah, winner gets to kick the shit out of Jake Paul. That's not fair. <laughs> um, but, no, I, you know, it was... Like I said, it it sucked the way the season ended for the Niners. And I know I know part of you really hates the way that ended, but the other part of you is like, How what what option did we have other than to lose that game? I mean Yeah, no and I mean, that's... for God for God's sakes, what would have happened if you had won that game? Oh God. You're you're going in with Hoping that Josh Johnson gets unconcussed in time to play the Super Bowl. Yeah, we're pulling a quarterback off the street. 
who hasn't been in the system to play in the Super Bowl. It, no, I'm I'm convinced they're trying <laughs> they're signing Steve Young to play Super Bowl. Like, <laughs> like it is, you know, it sucks. Yes, but in the same sense, for the sake of the Super Bowl to be a a Super, a Super Bowl, Bowl, the Eagles needed to win that game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, with that being said, um, first off, Eagles fans. Congratulations on trying to become worse than Cowboys fans. You did a damn good job. You kicked the fuck. Beat a guy's head in because he was wearing a 49ers jersey in Philadelphia. Congratulations. Y'all are gigantic pieces of dog shit. I actually hadn't heard that. Oh, yeah. Hospitalized. Um, I don't know if he's in the ICU. I haven't seen anything other than uh, he's been hospitalized. I mean, for wearing. This was before the game. For wearing a uh, 49ers jersey. And then you have the balls to stay 15 foot away at all times from Joey Bosa, who's also wearing a Niners jacket, and talk shit to him to the point that... I will say I was honest to God surprised at something. And it relates back to the Trent Williams thing. When Trent Williams walked off the field, I was shocked as shit. I didn't see anything thrown at him. Because they're... They, but, I mean, they're Eagles fans. The Eagles fans throw anything at anybody. Yeah. Well, and I was shocked. Genuinely shocked. And my dad brought it up to me. And he goes, I didn't see one thing fly at that man's direction. And I was like... Because he would have come up there and he would have kicked their ass. Well, yeah. But <laughs> and, it, and that's it, just it. They're big bullies. They're going to pick on the little guy. Who can we outnumber? Who can we kick the shit out of? Who can we bully? To make ourselves look better. God, I hope Patrick Mahomes has his way. Because I also wanted to say something. I talked with uh, one of the guys at work about this. I straight up said the Eagles did not look good. That might, The score doesn't show it. That was not a clean game. They didn't allow a sack. They didn't turn over the ball. That was not a clean game. Jalen Hurts didn't look right. I'd say my, my big thing there... I mean, that offensive line is going to be good. It, it, it's the best oh, offensive yeah, when, line in football. I mean, that I game, haven't r- blamed the refs for anything, but when Lane Johnson's three steps behind the offensive line by the time the ball is snapped and not anybody else sees it, yeah, you're going to have some damn good fucking pass coverage. Well, yeah. Uh, but, but, I mean, as a whole, that offensive line is – is damn good. I mean, you've got one of the best centers in football. You've got one of the best tackles in football. Granted, that tackle is playing with a pulled, torn, I'm not sure, groin. A messed it's up torn. groin. Yeah, it's um, torn. So, you know, that is what it is. Of course, I know I've heard, as a Chiefs fan, I've heard all about the holding calls that, that weren't called. Um, and Well, they, I feel like the holding calls have been fairly consistent all season. Yeah, they've been bad all year. Like, they haven't called a single one, it seems like, on anybody. Um, Although Dre Greenlaw's uh, unsportsmanlike contact, or not unsportsmanlike, uh, it is unsportsmanlike, but not contact. Uh, conduct. Conduct, Jesus Christ. When he squared up on the ball, he was throwing haymakers. It looked worse. But when you, when you actually look at it, Every one of those punches hit the ball. <laughs> I mean, don't be wrong. I you you can punch at it, but I think they have to be short jabs, not you know, Mike Tyson 
the haymakers. Uh, Miles Sanders felt that in his ribs, and not one of those fists hit his ribs. He felt that in his back. <laughs> his shoulder pads felt that. The one time that Dre Greenlaw didn't get thrown out of the game where he probably should have, it's been questionable calls all season. They give him that one, and they're like, wait a minute. You're not going to disqualify him for that one? He tripped onto a quarterback in like week four, and you guys ejected him. Yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> it was wild. But, you know, but yeah. No, no the, the refing was bad on both sides in both games. It was so <laughs> bad. It's been bad all season. Why was anybody surprised? And you know what? I'm sick and tired of hearing it. It didn't benefit either side. Do I wish I got some calls, especially to help out? A guy who couldn't hold the ball? Yeah, I really wish I did. It didn't affect the game either one way. Do you want some calls? Yeah, you want some. You also want some that should have gone against you to not? Guess what? It's fucking football. And and I heard something from somebody I, I do my best not to agree with on most occasions. But Colin was right. You name me a team that lost a close game in the playoffs, that didn't complain about the officiating. Thank you. Collins right on it. Cowherd nailed that one. And, and you know, I... I We're I saw both some... guilty. Both guilty as fuck. Again, well, I mean, I'll, I'll lay it out right now. If the Bengals want to complain that, this, that the NFL is rigged, that they were robbed of a game... That's fine. If you, if you want to claim this win because you were rigged, that's fine. I get last year's, though. I I agree. I'm, so, I'm sorry. Last year's second half of the AFC Championship game looked a whole lot more rigged than any part of this year's AFC Championship oh, game. Oh, most definitely. So, if you want that, fine. I'll take the Super Bowl win because we would have beat the Rams. Like Handily. the Bengals couldn't. Handily. And, you know, cool. Fine. Joey Burrow still loses his first Super Bowl. Congratulations. I, I don't... It is what it is. It's the NFL. Again, people are going to bitch about officiating. If you lose, it's the officiating's fault. If you win, the officiating was fine. I'll admit it. The officiating sucked. The defensive pass interference against Mike Hilton on uh, MVS. Awful call. Awful call. The hold on uh, Trey Hendrickson on the final play of the drive. Oh, my God. Bad miss. Also, the hold against Chris Jones on the jump ball to T. Higgins in the end zone. Awful miss. It, if you want to play the game, fine. You take away seven from me, I can take away seven from you. Exactly. It. Yes, the officiating's bad. I hope the NFL goes to full-time officials. God, that really the fact the fact to. that they don't have full time officials in a multi billion dollar industry is ridiculous. So yeah, let's let's pay officials you know ninety grand a year, whatever, to be good at their jobs. Yeah, there's going to be human error, but Pat McAfee said it. If you pay them and that's the only job they have, I'm not saying people they are being influenced from the outside, but what's easier to influence? Somebody that has an integrity into the game? Or somebody that works part-time for this? You know? And that's a that's got... There's refs I don't like. 
They won the Super Bowl. Yeah. But at the same time, these guys, it, it sounds, uh, for you and me, it's a lot. They're get, I think their average salary is like 55 or 60K. Yeah, I mean, yes. But you're traveling for nine months out of the, or more than that, because you got, they're at uh, OTAs, they're at training camp. Like, the league sends all of these refs, like one, I think, to each team to go officiate their practices and stuff so that they can get practice doing so. You're not with your family. So you're you're away a lot. You're I mean, it, it's a it is a full-time gig. I mean, you shouldn't be having to for lack of a better analogy, you shouldn't be bagging groceries for 2 months out of the year just to help make ends meet. Cuz you're And you know what? I do think it does happen a little bit, not as much as everybody thinks, and it's not going to be the huge drastic calls. It might be something to help try and sway because if you, you can obviously make it way too, way too easy to tell. Oh yeah, but you're telling me Jerry Jones doesn't walk down there, give you a handshake, and you look down and there's a couple of fucking hundos. If there's only a couple of hundos, I'm telling him to fuck off. Oh, <laughs> right, right. Rookie ref, on the other hand, who doesn't quite get it. Yeah. But is it enough to alter the game completely? I, I'm i going to sit here and probably say no. Especially when you look at how bad the calls have been all season. I mean, this is looking very similar to uh, replacement refs. What, what year is that? 2014? I don't remember. It was the worst year of my life. I tried to forget it. Oh, it was it was awful. Yeah. So, I mean, and don't me wrong. I, I I understand the analogy, but to actually go back and watch the replacement ref games, those were absolutely so much so much worse. I it mean, was. It, it was Carl Sheffer's week in and week out. Yeah. I mean, every game, every play, it was awful. Um. So I, I, I get the replacement ref analogy. I don't agree with it because what the replacement refs did, the fact that we didn't have full-time refs immediately after that, it seems like an egregious mistake Um, because they showed that, hey, yeah, the, that that ain't it. Like, that that's going to mess with your product pretty quickly. Oh, yeah. It, the um, NFL still has some things to fix. That I, I'm wondering, it'll be a couple of years, I'm wondering if that's not going to be in the new CBA. Well, from what I've gathered, it sh- the CBA ha- doesn't have anything to do with it. Really? They don't um, have a no, say in any no, of that? No, because the NFL, the NFL officiating union uh, is its own individual entity. So there will be a CBA between Them the NFL and the, and the officiating. officiating union. Um, which is the same reason the refs don't have, you know, televised interviews, stuff like that, because they've worked those in. But with those guys being part-time, the NFL being a temporary employee, they're not, they're not set to require those things. You make them full-time, you can actually require those things. There's a lot of reasons to go to the full-time officials, and I agree with every one of them. You need to do it. It should have been done a long time ago. Maybe it doesn't fix all of this, 
but it helps. It alleviates. It, 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 even if it helps 10%, it's, I mean, it's better. Especially with the amount of flags that get called some games. Yeah. Um, but it's enough talking about officiating. I know it's probably not. It, it's not exactly the bell of the ball when it comes to these things. Um, I, I got one for you real quick. Okay, go ahead. Uh, not Nothing about officiating. It's just more player news. A little bit of player drama. Who the hell does Kayvon Thibodeau think he is? Well, um, he doesn't know who anybody else is. But it's starting to get this whole, I don't even know who you are, is, is like the dumbest reply. How the hell do you not? I, I can actually excuse the Joe not knowing who Joe Staley is. Oh, there's a lot of people who don't know who Joe Staley is. You obviously don't watch football as a hardcore fan who takes note of great offensive linemen. Joe Staley's one of the great offensive line underrated, I truly believe, offensive linemen in the NFL of all of all time. I, I, I mean, I believe he's a Hall of Famer for sure. I, but that's neither here nor there. 95% of NFL fans know who Trent Williams is because he's like 6'11", 430 pounds, and can bench press a bus. Um, uh, Jeff Saturday. Who else was the center for Peyton Manning and Aaron Rodgers? Like, There's just some linemen you know. Mm-hmm. Joe Tooney. Um, Taylor Lewan. Taylor Lewan, for reasons actually outside of football, it seems like. That and him and uh, Josh Norman getting into it on the sidelines. That will forever be ingrained in my head. But there's just some linemen you know. Uh, yeah, the, the whole I don't know who you are thing. I mean, if you just are genuinely not paying attention to football outside of the game you play... A, that'd be a first. Um, I mean, hell, Jamal Williams knows what's going on in the league, and he goes home to play Pokemon. <laughs> Love that guy. I, um, I know. And if anybody thinks that's me talking shit on Jamal Williams, no, I no. absolutely cherish that guy. I, I that's probably going to be the jersey hanging up in the middle of our our video recording studio one of these decades. I would would like to get it. Um, But there's, I don't, I don't, I don't think you can genuinely be an NFL player and not know who Jeff Saturday, Joe Staley, which I mean, it was kind of weird that Strahan came to this defense the way he did. But I think to me personally that when he did that, I was like that that's a giant backing up a giant. For some reason. Yeah. Um, so. But. Uh, if if he really thinks that. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say it. I think the 49ers. Without Brock Purdy. And with a concussed. Josh Johnson. Would have probably beat the Giants. I mean. The way they played against Philly. They, they would have still had a chance. For sure. Um, well, and here's the thing. Uh, Brock Purdy wouldn't have got hurt against the Giants uh, because, like Joe Staley said, Kayvon Thibodeau gets bodied by average tackles. Yeah. Which was shown this season. 
He makes a flash play every now and then. And if you've noticed, I think one of those flash plays all season was a sack. The other times, he's dropped back into coverage when he was supposed to be rushing the passer and made an interception or tipped the ball. Yeah, I mean, he had the uh, the almost safety strip sack touchdown. I'm pretty sure that was like his highlight of the season. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, I don't disagree, which admittedly I will say that I may have been wrong on that because I was convinced that Kayvon Thibodeau was the number one overall draft pick whenever I saw him in the opening game of Oregon last year um, in street clothes on the sideline. I was like, oh, that guy's going to play on Sundays. And he does. I mean, he's a... He's a good player. Oh yeah, he's. I mean, he's he's far from me. If you've got a Watt or a Bosa or a Miles Garrett, and you want to throw him on the other side, he's a great second. Yes. Um, I don't. I don't necessarily think he's not. You pair him. If you pair him with like Jadavion Clowney, you're not getting anywhere. Jadavion Clowney is a second. If you pair him with Miles Garrett. You have a massive you have a massive pass rush win, win rate. Yeah, because now you can't now you have to play him one on one where he's going to win fifty percent. Yeah. As soon as you double him or you chip him, yeah, it drops drastically. Yeah, he's got like a ten percent win rate. No, I I just thought it was very funny that Kayvon Thibodeau, who got wasn't the last I checked, he wasn't in the NFC Championship game. Uh, that would be correct. Yeah. Yeah saying that they were better than one of the teams that was in the NFC. I don't think they would have beat the Cowboys. Well, hey, they beat Kirk Cousins. Forgot primetime Kirk. And I mean, admittedly a little upset about that because walked into work after the Giants beat them and Joe, my coworker, goes, oh, shocker, Kirk couldn't win a big game. And I was a little disappointed because I was a little looking forward to getting the Kirk Cousins Super Bowl jersey after they won and framing it behind his desk. No, I, I totally get that. Because that, that would have been an entertain. I don't know if there's two other guys in the world that root for Kirk as much as we do, but also know who Kirk is. Yeah, no, that that's fair. Like <laughs> Both of us were like, hey man, Kirk's got it going on. And then when he lost, he was like, mm, "Yeah, that was that was Kirk Cousins as Kirk Cousins right there. That was as Dak Prescott as it gets." Uh, I mean, holy Derek Carr, you know <laughs> that that is that is Jimmy Garoppolo, handsome Kirk Cousins at its fine. Like it was not at all surprising. No. <laughs> so for for that to happen, I was like, "Oh, that's unfortunate." Oh well, moving on, you know. And then, of course, one of the Giants got absolutely erased by the Eagles. I was like, well, there's, there's, a, young, there's, Kirk, there's Kirk. young Kirk Cousins <laughs> at it again. Um, you know, it's, it is what it is. But, yeah, no, we know who Kirk is. But we like we, it. We also kind of like the dorky personality that it, that comes with Kirk Cousins. Uh, because who else can be an NFL quarterback and have a gender reveal? Where you almost missed the cardboard box five feet in front of you. Yeah, yeah. Kirk is a special talent, and I'm not <laughs> sure I'm talking. How can you not root for it? I'm, I'm not sure I'm talking about his ability to to throw the football or play quarterback, but he is a special talent. Special might be the key word there. Like, 
He wasn't in the him, advanced classes in elementary school. Him and Josh Allen, you know, you've got the ups and you've got the... Um, <laughs> there's there's two kinds of quarterbacks in this league. Oh. There's the smart ones and the others. So, you know, I I, I love... I love that the NFL is getting a little more personality to it. Um, granted, it makes it it's so much better. Especially, like, I don't know if I could have got over this type of tough loss because that's what it was. It was tough without some of the some of that personality coming through. Yeah. So you you got some. You're getting a lot more personality out of these players. You're actually learning who some of these players are. Um, and in the case of one guy, um, that's trying to be figured out who it is i'm not sure he wants everybody figuring it out but um it, it's an interesting scenario involving a certain former youtube star um i seen that on a plane with my nfl boo uh, he posted another picture he, he, he's six foot six he didn't make the super bowl but he's super super in the bedroom i think is what it was um, it's a six foot six white guy, um, weird hair on the back. Uh, there's been a lot of speculations. I'm not getting into that. It's not my place. Oh, th- um, I didn't know about that. So after the show, cause, cause we'll, I kind of we'll, wanted to bring that up the other day and it completely slipped my mind. Yeah. That's hilarious. So yeah. Uh, like I said, there's a lot of personality out in the league now. Um, of course, you know, Cancun on three, Eli Apple, uh, congratulations. I hope he doesn't run into Stefan Diggs. Oh, God, dude. he's He needs to go to whatever padded room he has in his house and pray to God nobody comes after him. Because um, the entire Bills organization... Like, the I would, entire NFL. I wouldn't be surprised. Like, I don't know what the Bengals' plan is with him because he was not good in the playoffs. But if... If he gets cut, I wouldn't be surprised if the Bills sign him just to stick him on their practice squad and use him as a tackling dummy. <laughs> like, uh, could you imagine every day during practice? You, you are Von Miller's personal bitch. Hey, Stefan, we're gonna run drills today, Eli. No. Yeah, this is called the break tackle drill. You stand there. He's gonna shoulder you. Like, you know, it's. Eli got, I mean, I don't think anybody's ever confused Eli Apple with being a great player. Um, At times, he's solid. Yeah. Um, that's about it. But most times, he is, as the memes depict him, a very burnt piece of toast. And I love it. But that guy showed a whole lot of personality, uh, no, a whole lot of ass um, the past week. Like I said, I'm not usually one that gets too caught up in the trash talk and the the back and forth between players. You know, these are human beings. You're going to talk shit. You're going to talk your trash. But by God, um, the inability to back it up. And then, and I know the NFL hates, NFL fans hate Kansas City. Like, I we, it was the funniest thing I heard a coworker today. We, he walked back. We were starting to talk football. He said, "Man, I'm starting to understand how Patriots fans felt." And I I find it 
being obviously on the outside, I find it ironic and funny because it and it's all about and it's all about the bandwagon fans. It's yeah. the people I mean, the, that the people have, that have jumped. The people that have rode with the Chiefs through the Matt Castle days, through the Tyler Pethigpen days, through all of the shit. Most of us aren't talking. There's not, you know, hey. It, it was the yes, same way yes, with Pat's We fans. have the best quarterback in football. I don't feel like that's an argument. I don't feel like that's some random statement to make. I get to watch the best quarterback in the NFL play football for my team week in and week out. And you've prepared yourself for the hate that's going to come with that. Absolutely. But and- I'm also not out, like... I don't understand why NFL fan bases have to absolutely try and re- just tear down anybody that's close with them. The Bengals, thank you, are on par with Kansas City. They you won 20 we won 23-20 on a last second field goal. And that's about as on par as it gets. The difference in that game was a punt return and a penalty that if you are arguing against oh the my God, unnecessary no roughness call, you're an idiot. But Joe, when I mean, we were sitting in the room. I text my dad. I have the receipts. When Joe Burrow got the ball back, two and a half minutes left, I text my dad. I told you, Bengals win 23-20 as, the time, as time expires. I knew it because I said it all week. That game was going to come down to who had the ball last. And when Joe Burrow, Chiefs have two timeouts, Two and a half minutes left on the clock. That's an easy ending. That is one of the greatest quarterbacks in football right now. Probably the second best. And I don't feel like that. I mean, no, I'm not going to Nick write it and say that it's Mahomes, Joe Burrow and Mahomes on one leg. But I mean, Joe Burrow is the second best quarterback in football right now. He's better than Josh. He's better than Trevor. He's better than Jalen. He's better than Aaron. He's better than Tom. He's better than those guys. He is. So whenever he gets the ball with two and a half minutes left, tie ball game, no, yeah, no, I absolutely thought that game was over. The Bills were going to kick a field goal and win that game. And then Brian Cook makes a hell of a tip. Oh, that was so... Jalen Williams runs the tip drill to perfection. It was gorgeous. On a perfectly placed ball, too. That wasn't... He didn't just put it up. Was that Jamar? I can't remember if that was Jamar or T. That he put it out. I for. think it was Jamar on that one, and actually, I have the wrong play because the, the whenever he got two minute, two and a half minutes left, that wasn't the pick. That was Chris Jones demoralizing the uh, admittedly backup right tackle and dropping Joe again. The Chiefs' best player on Sunday is number ninety-five. It is Chris Jones. That was the best player on the football field. For either team on Sunday. Chris Jones walked into that game with zero playoff sacks. In fact, Chris Jones had a slight habit of disappearing in playoff games. Showed up for that one. The first sack was a little lackluster because Joe Burrow was like backpedaling and he just grabbed him and set him down. Waved to the crowd and walked up the field. He got that monkey off his back, though. 
He got that monkey off and hasn't looked back. Man, he pinned the mirrors down, and he and he played. I'm again. I'll give the Bengals this. I mean, I I saw what my team did with a makeshift offensive line in a playoff game, and that was get absolutely throttled by the Buccaneers' pass rush. I get it. I've seen it. We lost thirty-one to nine. We didn't even make it a game. Granted, Bucks had a healthy offense. That offense moved the ball. The Chiefs' offense looked like dog shit. They had a couple of good throw. They had a couple of good drives. A couple of good plays. I mean, the the throw to MVS, and I said it when it happened. Remember, Mahomes jumps, laser beams it into him, into the end zone. I looked at you and I went, one quarterback. One quarterback makes that play. And I don't feel like that's hyperbole. I don't oh. feel like that's out of line. No, Josh Allen can do that. But I feel like Josh Allen making that throw, the ball is tipped, intercepted, something. Yes. And, Joe and, Burrow doesn't quite have that arm strength. It, it's a weird, I feel like with the uh, with the Josh Allen, Josh Allen's the only other quarterback that could attempt and make that throw. Mm-hmm. But like you said, for some reason, it gets tipped. See, the accuracy is a little bit off. Right. It, you know, it, it's two inches further to the right than it needs to be. Yeah. And that linebacker just happens to be yeah. within two foot of the lane. Yeah. It, it's, it, it's not like we said at the beginning of the year. I'll say it again. And this time I'll add the third guy that is currently number two between the top three. If you couldn't have one of, if you can't have yours, you're picking one of the other two. The gap between one and three is is has significantly grown. smaller than the gap between three and four. Oh, much definitely. If I asked you to name the top three quarterbacks in the NFL right now, you're going to give me in some order: Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, and Josh Allen. By the way, the correct order. That is the correct order. Who's number four? And that's where the debate begins, right there. I mean, because I know a guy that you would argue it for. I personally wouldn't. We've had this debate on this show. Is Herbert. Right now, I'm actually putting Lawrence ahead of Herbert. I do like what the Chargers have done for Herbert. I, I do, and we're going to touch on some of these coaching hires here in a minute. Um, say we'll, we'll, We've got two weeks to the Super Bowl. We're trying to figure out what to do with some of this dead time, um, but today has actually gone better than I expected. But it's good to not have the restraints. Yeah, it's kind of nice. We've got some freedom here. Maybe we get a little bit of personality. We get some conversations in. But you know, you're at number four. You have five guys. That sound fair? That sounds fair. Five because guys that I feel like you can argue. You're going to throw Jalen in there, and, and maybe Jalen's leading that, that pack for four, especially I, after the season he has had this year. Okay, I, I can get that. I mean, I I think Because a lot of people are, are trying to put, in, put him in the top three currently in the mainstream. He's just not there. Sorry, the lamestream media, this sports bullshit where right now, right now we have to think about what happened today. Okay, sure, but but I feel I feel like the guys in, the guys in conversation, Trevor Lawrence, and I don't feel like he's quite quite to four yet, but he's up there. Aaron Rodgers, 
who okay who, i mean he's he's still there like he he yes. he still exists in this realm so if he's still there he's still there you've got Justin Herbert okay Jalen Hurts Mm-hmm. And then I feel like the fifth guy might be a revolving door of who f- who you feel fits that right now. I feel like a guy like Kyler, you could argue is in, in that conversation. I don't think you're arguing that he's four. No. But I feel like you, you can you can make the argument that he's around top five. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like a guy like... Um, I'm thinking more like Lamar. Like, say, Lamar, who, and, again, right now, as of right now, I don't think Lamar's top five. No. But and I feel that has talking top quarterbacks. You also have to almost Pat doesn't have a ton of weapons. I know that Joe does. I do feel that Joe doesn't. I feel if once Joe loses some of his weapons, we kind of see the Matt Stafford effect where he gets better. Say I think with and you know obviously we drafted Patrick Mahomes. I can't be like oh that guy got drafted into a great situation. Yeah. And Joe Burrow's first year was not a great situation, mind you. No. Mind you. But his second year, no, yeah, you've got, you're now in year three, right? Year four, he had an ACL tear. Yeah, but year three of being healthy. Yes. With the weapons of T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, and Jamar Chase. I guess it's year two of Jamar Chase. Yes. But, I mean, you've added Hayden Hurst, you had Joe Mixon, like, Nah, you got weapons. And, yes, that absolutely helps you. I mean, yes, the Chiefs had Tyreek Hill. Yeah, that helps Mahomes. I mean, obviously this year, and I've seen I've seen the narrative a couple of times, you know, Aaron Rodgers loses his number one, number one receiver, has one of his worst years. Dak Prescott loses his number one receiver. Is Dak Prescott. It has his worst year as a professional. Oh, I yeah, didn't realize you know, that's where you, the, you brought up Dak Prescott and mediocrity just kind of flooded yeah, but, my mind. Uh, but statistically, one of his worst seasons. Granted, he was also hurt for five games. Um, but... That doesn't help. <laughs> I mean, I, I realize that he missed five games and, oh, by the way, led the league in interceptions doesn't really bode well for his, his favor. But... You know, it's it is what it is. Mahomes loses an All Pro, Hall of Fame wide receiver, and wins an MVP and win, makes a Super Bowl. You know, and I'm I'm almost hoping at this point he doesn't win the MVP just because the numbers seem to show that if you win an MVP, you don't win the Super Bowl the same year, even if you happen to make it. So we'll see. But, you know, there's there's so many things about it that make Mahomes don't and the guy's an alien. Don't don't give me anything. The guy's an alien. Granted, yes, you have Andy Reid as head coach. You have Travis Kelsey at tight end, and now you have an above average. Some would say really good. Offensive line. I feel like your tackles are still in question. I feel like Orlando, which is weird with Orlando. I was about to bring yeah, him say up with Orlando Brown. The guys, the guy got better late in the season. Um, he did play well later in the season. Uh, but early in the season, average defensive linemen were having their way with him. 
you know, and I'm not going to make any no, anything it, about it. Andrew Wiley is not a Super Bowl starting right tackle. Well, for instance, he shouldn't be a Super Bowl starting right tackle. Well, he's if, better if, than the right tackle. That, or did he play in the in the Buck Super Bowl? He did. Oh, God, he did, didn't he? Yeah, he was one of the backups in that one. Because that was supposed to be uh, Schwartz. But, yeah, no, I mean, no, Andrew Wiley is not, he's not that guy. But he's been good enough, which props, I mean, props to the Chiefs offensive line and running back help. They did Isaiah a good, Pacheco. I love that kid. That also, kid. I don't know if you see the saw the post-game interview. Does not look like he sounds. Um, kind of like Pat. Well. The other direction, though. I'm here. Only goes one way. Um. But, yeah, it's, and I also saw an incredible recap of this year's NFL draft for the Kansas City Chiefs. First round. Uh, cornerback. Names escaping me now. I don't know why. McDuffie, thank you, Jesus. Trent McDuffie, starter. Carl Loftus, first round, starter. Second round, Brian Cook, starter. I, everybody that they drafted this year is either a starter or Sky Moore. <laughs> it's funny you bring Sky Moore up. Uh, anecdote from work yesterday. Sitting down. Everybody knows how big of a die-hard 49ers fan I am, asked me how I'm doing, you know, kind of gave him the whole little hungover, don't really want to talk about my game, let's talk about yours instead, able to kind of make that transition fairly quickly. I work with a lot of Chiefs season ticket holders, and to come come to find out, Austin, you're going to find this great, when, when you and I both, right there at the end of the game, looked at each other and said, why is Sky Moore on the field? Why is Sky Moore returning this punt? That was their thought, too. Oh, no, that, w- that was Chiefs Kingdom collectively went, why is 24 there? <laughs> I, just... I assure you, there is not anybody that watches Chief football, that cares about Chief football, that res- that considers themselves a men- member of Chief's kingdom, that whenever 24 lined up to receive the punt, went, yes, not a one, not a single, like, that ball went in the air and I went, fair catch it. That that was that was my immediate reaction to the punt was fair catch it. I just I I thought that was so funny because obviously you and I we watched the game a little bit differently than a lot of people. So when they're echoing what we're saying, I I find it to be it, it makes it it kind of validates what I believe that we say here. Um, I just I thought that was hilarious. The first thing they said was. Why was Sky Moore returning the punt? What? Why is Sky? Why is twenty four on the field? Like everybody I talk to, when I bring up, hey, how about what Sky Moore? Why was he on the field? Why hell of a run back? But why was he the one to do it? 
I thought that was the greatest thing. I saw a, a TikTok, I think it was this morning, and it was uh, one of those, Hi, my name's Sky Moore, and you're probably wondering how I got here. <laughs> and they're like, well, Justin got sick, Kadarius got hurt, McCole got hurt, and I was literally the only one left. <laughs> and... But, you know, kudos to the kid, made the play when it mattered most because Kansas City's offense was not moving the ball. The Chiefs, honestly, if he fair catches it, honest to God, Chiefs kneel that out. We get overtime. Chiefs probably lose. Like, I, I, I'm not going to argue that. But to have that game go the way it did, and obviously I don't really want I don't like the officials' conversation. It's it's boring. It's played out. The officials didn't decide that game. The officials didn't throw two interceptions. The Yes, they had some really bad gaffes. The third down repeat, which, I mean, we stood there. We were confused about. It, yeah, but it was all it, it was It was it, null and void. The Chiefs got a first down five yards on an awful defensive pass interference penalty. I'll give you that punted the ball away. The Bengals had their chance to win. The Bengals blew it with absolutely no impact from the refs. Um, I do want to say something about Joe's two interceptions. Those weren't bad picks. No, I mean, those were great defensive plays. Oh my. Was that McDuffie on the first one where he just goes up? No, that was uh, Jalen Watson. Or Watson, that's who it was. It was the same kid that made the one-handed pick against uh, Jacksonville. No, he, incredible. He, he read he read the quarterback, he read the ball, and he made an amazing play on the ball. He knew he it's like he knows if I stick to him, if I'm a little bit closer, he's not throwing the ball because he's covered. If I hang back, give him a little bit of space, I can get up and get it. Which I don't know if that was his thought process. I don't know if he actually ended up getting a little bit burned for that like I was like four yards worth of space. He was yeah, not. Yeah, he got gapped. He was not there, but to go up and high point that ball, glorious. And then the tip drill. Yeah. You can't ask for better defensive play. Yeah, like I said, those were great interceptions. That They weren't bad throws. They weren't awful throws. The, the first one that got picked by Watson, it was underthrown, admittedly. Yes. But Watson made a hell of a play to go get that. Most There's a lot of cornerbacks in the league, maybe not the great ones, there's a lot of cornerbacks in the league that that's a touchdown against. Um, But, no, I, I I feel like maybe we'll we'll talk more about this game, maybe some when some heat comes off of it. But I, I think we're all tired of the same conversation being yeah. had. It's, it, it's the same conversation on every talk show, it's the same conversation on every podcast. I, man, I, I don't, I don't want to have the officials conversation. It's, it, it's played out. It's boring and it's useless. You know, I'm, I'm sorry. The official. Until you see an official just full on watch a call and then turn their head and act until you see that five, six, seven, eight times in a row. And then you get to the end of the game and it's zero to 15 on the penalties. Then I'll listen to it. Yeah. When but, it's that egregious, but when they've been so bad all season long. And it was just more of the same, man. I'm sorry. The officials didn't cost you that game. 
The Chiefs won that game. Sorry, Joe Burrow might not be the world's greatest quarterback. Damn if he's number two. Yeah, uh, here, we are, here we are frankly, nitpicking I mean, again. Quite frankly, I, I don't, I'm not a religious guy. I, I'm not, things like that. One thing I do believe in is karma. Everything that the Bills put out, from the players themselves to the mayor of Cincinnati, Man, you knew you were going to lose that game. You can't talk that much shit and you win. Like, have you not... Have, have you not watched the world? Three teams. Three teams started talking shit this weekend. The Bengals, obviously. Shit came back around. The Eagles, early in the week, very, very loud. They got really quiet. When, right around Thursday afternoon... I started seeing the noise shift, and I started disliking what I was seeing. The Niners got really loud. The fans got really loud. The talk started to shift, started to change. The confidence started to come up. When you lose that being humble. When when the confidence turns to arrogance. Yes. You're going to get burned. The Chiefs got burned by the same thing last year. They talked shit before the AFC Championship game. They lost. The Bengals. Mind you, the Chiefs didn't get their mayor involved. The Mayor Q didn't order a paternity test for Joe Burrow. You know, I, I'm i sorry. You, you the, Based on the mayor alone... You fucking jabroni. Y- you deserve to fucking lose. Like, that, that was... Sad. I'd say act like you've been there before, but it's Cincinnati. They've they've never seen success. Um, at least not since Travis Kelsey left the <laughs> university. Like, you know, it's like I said, you talk that much shit, like like I said, I don't believe in a lot of things. I believe in karma. And karma got served you hot steaming pile of it. Congrats. Go home. Rebuild, retool, come back. We'll see you there next year. Yeah. And, and, you know, remember Pat and Joe got together after the game. Hell of a game. Many more to come. This isn't over. This rivalry isn't over. And, yeah, I I mean, you can actually call it a rivalry now that you've won one. But th- this is going to be... <laughs> this is going to be 12-18. and 18. This is going to be Brady and Manning. This is going to be Burrow and Mahomes. You're going to see it year in and year out. That kid is extremely talented. That is one of the best quarterbacks in the league. If I could if I couldn't have Mahomes, I would take Joe. Man, I what I really hope happens is that the Bills do the right thing and fire Ken Dorsey, which won't happen. Uh because Sean McDermott's a defensive guy and doesn't understand what's happening on the offensive side of the ball. And, I mean, if you were going to fire him, you would have done it by now. Yes. But if if we could add a third guy in there and get a, a rivalry triangle kind of going on. Yeah, I mean, oh, I mean that we would are, be so we are good. On the, we have all the ingredients to have a Mahomes or have a, you know, Brady, Manning, Roethlisberger, where one of those guys is representing the AFC every year for 17 consecutive years, barring the Joe Flacco incident. And the other two guys 
have to fight him. Uh, have to fight to be the one to play him. Yeah. That, we, we're right there. I'm, And actually, it could even get better. Especially if Lawrence continues to improve. I mean, if, if Lawrence if Lawrence does if Lawrence continues on the trajectory he displayed this year, if Herbert gets gets that shit right and that offense if plays Kellen, better yeah. and they can stay healthy, I mean, you we get are, Lamar. Yeah, you get uh, Lamar, and and I think it's something that hasn't been talked about so much because the Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl. The Ravens haven't filled their OC position, and they have a request pending. For B enemy, I honestly that got, actually feels like a great fit. B enemy knows he's being overlooked as a head coach. If you can go to the Ravens and make that offense go, make it back to where if you can take Lamar to either another MVP or the cusp of another MVP, if you can take Lamar to an AFC championship game, guess what? Some of the conversations have to stop. You're not just Andy Reid's play-calling bitch. You're not just the guy that stands there with with the board and yells, gets mad at your players. Yeah, and I'm gonna go ahead and say I think some of his abrasiveness that's kind of uh, I can't say holding him back because it's definitely some sideline stuff. I feel like that's been keeping him. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know that so much sideline. I think he is a shitty interview. Like I've I've seen too many reports that he didn't have good interview. I think he's a shitty interview. I and, think and he comes in unprepared. Well I that very well could be it, <clears throat> but yes, going in, and it's hard to say fixing Lamar, because there's not much to fix with the guy can run, the guy can throw. You put it if you actually, which I don't know what Greg Roman was thinking this season. It seems like he didn't have a game plan, and any kind of help that you were trying to give him, either died or you traded it away. Say so I feel like. The biggest problem with the Ravens is the Ravens had nobody. Nobody. Oh, they, I, I mean, you traded away Hollywood Brown. You you had Demarcus Robinson, I think, was your leading receiver on the year. Duvernay got hurt. I mean, it was it was bad. And, of course, then Lamar gets hurt. And I'm going to say it right now. He did the right thing by not playing. Absolutely. It, by holding himself out. He showed exactly how valuable. valuable he was to the team. And I swear, I, I saw the report. Dov Kleinman tweeted out, the Ravens will be franchise tagging Lamar this year. And I know Lamar has said in the past, if they franchise tag me, I'm not playing. I hope he sticks to his guns. I do too. Like, And, and this isn't a, I, this isn't a, I don't want to see Lamar thing. Because no. I want Lamar playing football. Oh, it's so, so bad. fun to watch him play. Regular season football, postseason football. I don't want to see Lamar. Oh, maybe I, mean, I do I want to see. Do like I. I will continue to talk shit on Lamar until Lamar becomes what he's what the Ravens fans believe he is. On that note, I love to watch Lamar play football. The guy can play football. Like I, I'm gonna talk shit because yet yeah, again, I I've been dealt the hand of the villain. Yeah, I I won't argue that I've been dealt the quarter. I've got the quarterback. I've got the head coach. I've been dealt the hand of the villain. I have the team that needs to be beat by anybody and everybody, and the other fifteen teams in the AFC will rejoice. That's fine. I don't care. I know what I have at quarterback. I know everybody else wants what I have at quarterback. 
But I'm also not the arrogant prick that wishes demise upon these guys. No, I want to see Josh Allen get back to what he was last year. I want to see Joe Burrow continue to improve. I want to see Trevor Lawrence continue to improve. I want to see Justin Herbert prove to me he's not a social media quarterback. I want to see those things. Because, I mean, for me, I kind of equate this to the same way I look at bowling. I'm one of the few guys in my local area that has a 300 and 800 ring. I want the guys around me to get them too. Like I, I want to see everybody else come with. Like, yeah, I reached the, I, I've seen the mountaintop. You know, whatever with Mahomes, with football, with a three hundred, whatever you want to call it. I, I've, I've been there. Okay. Let's see what else can we do. You know, I, and that's why, I, I saw some people, some Eagles fans tweet after the game, uh, the Niners weren't shit. Why, why are you bragging about being a team that doesn't have a quarterback? I, I didn't want to see anything happen to Joe Burrow. I wanted to play Joe Burrow. I wanted to play the best. Why, why do you want to? Why do you want to make take the path that has no resistance to it? Why do you <clears> want to? Why do you want to get somewhere without proving? Because right now, what have the Eagles proven in the playoffs? They beat the Giants Giants team that exploded upon themselves. They beat a Niners team with no quarterback. They haven't been tested. And for me, I guess that's my biggest my my biggest thing going into this is they haven't been tested. They haven't they haven't felt playoff pressure. They haven't been in a point where like we have to make this play or we lose this game. You got a quarterback first year in the playoffs, he hasn't had to make a play. He hasn't been required to win a game. Let's also not forget that same quarterback was benched in the big situations. Yeah, I mean... He was sat for Tua at Bama. Yeah. In a bowl game. So... That's huge. I'm not hoping for anything like that. Like you, I don't want to see Jalen Hurts go out for any reason. I I got the... The Eagles got the best of me. I, I faced the best of the Eagles. The Eagles did not face the best of of us. That, no, that, I, it, mean, you, I feel like, especially in the playoffs, if you're rooting for the, uh, the other team to lose a primary player, man, come on. I want to beat... I want to play Josh Allen. I want to play Joe Burrow. I want to play Trevor Lawrence. I want to play Justin Herbert. I want to beat those guys. Damn it. Like I said, I know I have the best quarterback in the league. And I want my guy to go out there and fucking prove it. When it, when it, when it comes down to who's got the bigger sack, I don't want to be showing that my quarterback's got bigger cojones than your backup or your backup's backup or your starter with no right arm. Like, you know, what are you... What are you proving? What are you proving by beating a lesser team? And that's what the Eagles have done to this point. And the Their Niners' schedule were... has shown it too. They've had one of the easiest schedules all year long, yeah. and they've actually they've kind of choked in some games that they should have blown. The Commanders' game. Um, oh God. The they played the Colts, and damn near lost. Uh, that was a three point game, if I remember correctly. Uh, 
They had a couple of them, and man, I, I just I feel like t- tested teams in the playoffs are the teams that have had success. Success. Ugh. You know, you're looking at you know Jalen Hurts. Yeah, Jalen Hurts has has a story behind him, and I will not discredit who Jalen Hurts is or what he's been. Benched at Bama, discarded, goes to Oklahoma, gets underappreciated in the draft, falls to the second round, has to sit behind Carl. You know, which I did see a stat that I will bring up here in a moment. Um, I know exactly I absolutely which loved. One it is. Um, but you know, I'm not I'm not discrediting the dog of Jalen Hurts, and that that Philly team is a tough bunch. But again, that team hasn't been tested. That team hasn't had to, ha, that doesn't have the shit to prove their moxie the way Kansas City does. Mm-hmm. And so I, I keep hearing uh, Kansas City doesn't have a chance against Philly. Philly's a better team. Man, it's the Super Bowl, and unless fifteen and eighty-seven aren't playing, I think you now have to add ten to that because now you've got a running yeah. game. You've got a I, I want to I mean, make you say this that, but he, he had 17 yards. You have a threat of a running game. I want to equate what I've seen from 10 the last two weeks, right? Somebody who, who all season has kind of looked like the Chiefs' best running back in the backfield, but not getting the touches I, I feel like he's deserved. When I watch him play now, I don't see a running back. I see another guy like Cordero Patterson or Debo Samuel, the way he runs, the way he attacks the football. I see an offensive weapon, and you start. I hope Andy sees it. I know he does. He's a lot smarter than I am. Um, Maybe. I mean, you're game planning. You're not looking for stuff like that right now. This offseason, maybe they go back, start watching some film, going, what do we got? Maybe they see the Debo Samuel. You start getting a little bit of that Shanahan feel. Not You're not changing the offense completely. Get a little bit of that Shanahan feel with a couple of positionless players because let's be honest, Travis is a wide receiver. He's also a tight end. And I, I feel like maybe but, maybe the Chiefs have two players that may fit that role. Well, you know, no. Excuse me. We have three players that may fit that role. 10, 19, and 24. If you can, if you can get 24's hands right, which for some reason in the past game he seems fine. His hands are fine when he's a receiver. Or when he's, you know, catching jet sweeps. Hands are fine. I don't want him returning punts. Right. I, I yes, he just made the he has the biggest punt return for the Chiefs this season, both in moxie and in yardage. That is the best punt return the Chiefs have had all season long. Yeah, cool. I don't want him back returning punts. If you if if I had to pick somebody to return punts, I want eighty four or nineteen doing it. Eighty four, good with the ball, catches the ball. He's smart. He makes the he makes the right play. Is he going to return one to the house? Probably not. 19. A little more dangerous. Reminds me of Tyreek a little bit back there. Has the ability to house one. 24 to me, like, I didn't like 24 back there to start the season. I don't like the fact that 24 is not a bigger part of the passing attack. Because, 
I mean, what the high point where he was drafted was to be, you know, one of the guys. And he hasn't been. What for whatever reason, he hasn't been. So, no, I'm I, I'm I'm really hopeful. I hope they kind of transition to a positionless type offense. And and I mean, Andy Reid's ha- always had the gadget plays. I don't know that he's going to go full, right? Full I tilt. Mean, um, no, how many? You can't go full Shanahan type offense where you're lining. A, you're you can't line Travis Kelsey up at fullback and fool anybody. He's probably running it up up the middle. You're trying to get one yard. Kyle Shanahan does that. You're like, why is the big guy in the back? Why is the little guy blocking for him? Because it's probably going to one of the guys on the outside. And Trent Williams is lined up at, at, at the X receiver for some reason. And then and they we hand don't, the ball to Cal Juszczyk. It, it, exactly. Who who was lined up in the slot. Yeah. Like. <laughs> like, no, and, and I mean, and I think. So you're not, obviously not, to, not getting to that. And not, not to fire pot shots, but I also don't think Shanahan runs as much of that with Patrick Mahomes at quarterback. No. I, I, he I, doesn't have to. Exactly. When it, you have 15, you're like, hey. Let's let him do offense things. Yes, and but I also feel like that plays into Shanahan. I don't know. If, I, obviously, Shanahan would take that guy in a heartbeat. I feel like Shanahan doesn't want a quarterback that has too much say. You know what I'm saying? A quarterback that's not that's going to question him because Pat will go off script and say, "Fuck your game plan. I need to make a play now." Cool, Shanahan. If it's the second, third quarter. No, we need to run this because here in three drives, we have to run the same play, but a different version of it. Yeah. It, it's a different, it's so different, the style of play. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're very different different offensive systems. And like I said, Andy Reid will stay more a little more traditional with it. Like I said, he's going to have his gadget plays. But no, I, I think 24 needs to be involved. And 19, A, be healthy, please. We need you in two weeks. Please be healthy, nineteen. Because when nineteen's on the field, granted, it hasn't been a lot. It, it's exciting football. It can dare when he was even with the Giants, the like three games he played. Again, one, one one of his one of his like four starts as a rookie, he holds the NFL record for most receiving yards in a game. You know, you you want to see these guys healthy. We still have news to get to that we have not gotten to. Um, I know, I know, we are getting a little deep into the episode here, um, so let's let's hit some news. Um, that Where do you want to start? Thought we were going to start with. <laughs> um, I mean, I, let's let's start with the big two. Um, three of the head coaching positions have been filled. Obviously, Frank Reich was filled last week um, in Carolina. Uh, today. Honestly, like shortly before coming to these microphones, D'Amico Ryan's has finalized a six-year deal with the Houston Texans to return back to the Texans as their head coach. Um, God, I hope they do him right. I, I want to get. I, I, I have. I have. I feel like tomorrow's episode. Um, we're gonna have to dive a little bit deeper into these. Say, 
I want to I want to I want to get a quick point and then we'll get out of here. Yeah. Um. Because I like I said I know we're a little deeper into this than we'd planned on being yeah, at this point. I think we'll have to just hit the news, kind of hit a couple of key points, and then really dive into those hires and preview a little bit of the Super Bowl. Obviously, we'll continue to talk Chiefs and Eagles, uh, throughout this week as well as next week leading up to the big game, especially uh next I guess it'd be next Thursday's episode for you guys. Um. When that one comes out, that'll be all Super Bowl coverage. Yeah. Um, but but we have two weeks of, of dead so, time here. So we've got a couple of weeks. So I think tomorrow's episode, we should get a little bit deeper into these. But you you have something for D'Amico Ryan's hire um, in Houston, as well as, I guess, the other one before you get to that. Say, uh, Sean Payton. Sean Payton. The Saints have finalized a deal to trade Sean Payton to be the head coach of the Denver Broncos. Um interesting move and we'll come back to that uh kellen moore mutually agreeing to part ways with the cowboys and then immediately taking the chargers oc job god i love that um obviously with the niners losing miko they've requested a few guys for defensive coordinator uh former um, cornerback uh chris harris um I steve, steve wilkes the former interim head coach for the Carolina Panthers, former head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, and uh, Fangs. And Vic Fangio, who we thought was under agreement with the Dolphins, but I'm guessing the ink hasn't dried on that yet. Um, so maybe maybe something there. So the, the only question I want to ask about the coaching hires to this point, because we know there's going to be more, of the early on, of the early options that have been made, what do you feel has the most most impactful, not even not even necessarily short term, the most impact on the organization of the hires that have been made as of now? I think Brandon Staley knocked it out of the park bringing Kellen Moore in. I, I feel that that hire, I, I guess I should preface this, Kellen Moore was trying to get fired. He was sick and tired of being, I don't know if he was being overrun. I know he was calling the plays in Dallas. But second guest told to change because when he got there, that offense had exploded. Dak Prescott looked like a possible MVP. And I think the final straw, he finally was like, "You, th- this was the game plan you wanted me to call, big guy? Here, how about this for a final play? Let's line Zeke up at center. I'm still convinced that's McCarthy's play. Um, uh, <laughs> but... To me, they probably called him in like, dude, what are you doing? We're going to have to fire you. And he goes, let's not call it a firing. Thanks, guys. And got got the hell out. Kellen Moore, That I feel that's huge. Um, I'm also kind of surprised that uh, Byron Leftwich didn't end up there. I'm – man, I've heard some things about Byron that are, are interesting. Oh, we'll have to cover um, that tomorrow because I haven't heard anything other than when he was I, fired. I mean, because he had—I mean, he hasn't gotten any, any interviews. He he hasn't really done a whole lot since he got fired. I, I th- there's some questions about—is he hanging out with Kingsbury? God, I hope not. Um, but say, I I think my answer for the same question, man, I think it's Miko. Really. I really do. Um, I, I mean, just I, don't know what he's going to do. I, I was hoping he I, would take 
yeah, but you get Miko, you get the number two overall pick. You and and I saw. I I don't think it happens, but immediately upon that announcement, JJ Watt put a tweet out. He did. He did. He loved the hiring of D'Amico. He got to play with D'Amico while they were in Houston. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm not saying J.J. Watt's going to be a part of the coaching system in Houston. I'm just not saying there's not a chance at it. No, I, I, I that still wouldn't change my answer. I. I I no, want to see no, the, the, the Kellen Moore one is absolutely. I, wanna, I do want to see good JJ in, back in the NFL in some capacity. But I I really think that a team that's trying to get it right, a try a team that's trying to fix a ship that has long been submerged. I feel like D'Amico's a damn good hire, man. I I like D'Amico the player. D'Amico the coach is a. Superstar. Oh, he. I I know he he came in two years ago. To the 49 Since Shanahan got there, the Niners have had one of the best defenses in the league, which is crazy because he's an offensive guy. But to lead that team this year, that defense, it it's incredible. I I think legitimately. The Niners are worse today than they were yesterday. I I think D'Amico has a legitimate, tangible effect. Mm -hmm. I mean, don't be wrong. If you go out and you land another rock star defensive coordinator, another guy that can really put those pieces in play. But D'Amico's skill set as a coach, his understanding of both sides of the ball, his understanding as a man, I think that is it. The change and of culture this, is going this to be This isn't anything huge. against Lovey Smith or uh, the guy before him. Um, yeah, I can't think of who that was you know, either. I, I, th- this isn't anything against them, but I think a true culture change. The last two guys they've hired have both been older, significantly. You're bringing in a young head coach. You're bringing him in with a number two overall pick. You're bringing him into an organization where he's going to have a chance to lead young men. Yeah, to, it's really to weird. Form, I want to talk Texans for an hour now. To form a roster, to form a personality, to form an identity. Are they in the world's greatest position? Absolutely not. Yeah, and they did give him a six-year deal. I, I do believe with his deal, he kind of came in and said, I want to coach this. He played in Houston. He He loves Houston. So for him to take that job, a lot of it has to do with heart, but he's also a smart guy. So I, I do believe that when he came in and they they were like, hey, we want you to be the head coach, he said, I'm going to have to have time because I have to fix everything that you guys have fucked up. Uh, yeah. No, I'm I'm excited for D'Amico. I'm, I really like the hire of D'Amico. To Houston, I feel like if there was a good job for him to take, I personally feel like the culture that he brings, and I know this isn't something you're going to want to hear, but there's some dogs over there that are going to be like, I want to play for my guy. 
No, there are. Um, Fortunately, I mean, a lot of them. I've signed the contracts, and they're not going anywhere. Yeah. But I also have 25 free agents. Uh, Aziz Al-Shair is a free, unrestricted free agent this year. He's he, he's heading to Houston. Say, he, uh, unless D'Amico's going to be able to bring in some guys that the Houston hasn't had a shot at in yep. prior years. Yep. And you're not going to get Nick Bosa. Nick's already – it's a contract year for him. So no, and I don't think I don't think Nick wants to wants to leave San Fran, and I mean, why would he? But no, but a no, lot I of these you, players, you know, some of these some of these young free agents, you've got a potential superstar cornerback already in place. You've got some pass rush. You, I mean, you've got some dogs out there, and you got a running back. So I guess we got a little bit of time. Do I want to save this for tomorrow? I don't know. Let, let's save. I'll pose the question now, and we can answer it tomorrow. Okay. Do you trade out a two and keep Davis? Or do you grab? Uh, do you try and move up one and take? Uh, I don't think you move up. And I'll, I'll leave it at that. I don't think you move up. I, I, I agree. I want to elaborate more on that tomorrow. Yeah. Um, so that leaves two head coaching jobs open in the NFL. That leaves the Colts and the Cardinals. Neither of which are what I would deem to be desirable positions. No, the Colts. I mean, I mean, obviously there are thirty-two head coaches in the NFL. Every head coaching job is a desirable position, but I don't feel like those are the jobs that you really, really want. You, when you interview for them, you rank them. Yeah. yeah. Those <laughs> and, are four and five. You're you're going, I don't really want to take this one, but it gets me in the door. Yeah. Especially um, for like a first-time head coach mm-hmm. where you're going to more than likely get a second chance. It, you might have to go back to being a coordinator. I but, mean, you, you might have to go back to Alabama, be an OC for a year, then, be a, then you'll get back in the NFL. You know, it happens. But, man, there's... There's still a lot to get to, but I know we are probably a little longer on this episode than I had intended. Wow, close to an hour and a half. So yeah, we're definitely longer on this episode than I had intended. But so we're gonna get out of here. If you guys have any any ideas, any questions, we have a text line. We have our Twitter handles. Please reach out. Too fat to play Austin. Too fat to play Ryan. Too fat to play Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Our text number. Ryan is pulling up because I do not remember it. And I forgot it. It is 785-504-9614. Text us. Let us know what you're thinking. Let us know how you feel about the hires. Let us know how you feel about the positions, how you feel about the Super Bowl. I guess it's the big game. I don't know if, I don't know if by rights we can actually say the Super Bowl or not, but I'm going to continue to do so until I get a cease and desist. Um, if we get a cease and desist, that means somebody hurt us? Yeah, yeah. if we get a cease and desist, I'm throwing a party, and that cease and desist is getting framed on my wall. Yeah, most definitely. Like it, that will be the center po- centerpiece of our video arrangement once we eventually get to where we have video on this thing. Um, but... You know, we're going to we're gonna have we're gonna try and cover a lot of things. We're gonna try and cover the future, the past, you know, everything that's going on over the course of the next two weeks before we get to the Super Bowl, before the Eagles take on the Kansas City Chiefs for the right to host the Lombardi. 
Um, that being said, we're going to get out of here for today. We will be back tomorrow. Be kind to each other. Love one another. And always remember, fuck the Cowboys. Cowboys.